Hello friends, and welcome back to another thrilling episode of Behind the Mic. I am your MC, Jonathan Beard. I would like to thank all the dedicated listeners that have that have been coming back each week to listen to me speak. I value everybody who listens to this podcast. Thank you very much. I would high five you, but I am talking into a mic right now. Literally, there is no one around me. Let's get started uh, with what week we are going into. So this is Monday, November the 4th through Sunday, November the 10th. We start out with 1979. The Iran hostage crisis begins after the U.S. Embassy in Tehran is stormed. Students of Ayatollah Khomeini storm the U.S. Embassy in Tehran. They are radical Islam fundamentalists, and they take 90 hostages. They were enraged that the deposed Shah had been allowed to enter the United States for medical treatment. I believe he was being treated for cancer. Uh, They threatened to kill the hostages if the U.S. or anybody attempted a rescue or attempted to rescue them. Two weeks after they stormed the U.S. Embassy, the new Ayatollah, who is now the leader, the new Ayatollah Ayatollah begins to release all non-U.S. captives, or yeah, all all non-U.S. captures, all female and all the minority Americans, because. These were the groups of people that the U.S. have usually oppressed. So all minority minority statuses and all non-U.S. captives were released. Jimmy Carter, who was the president at the time, was unable to diplomatically resolve the crisis it's pretty much Iran did not like us and they did not like the fact that the leader before the Ayatollah again was uh, allowed into the United States to get to seek medical treatment and on April 24th way or April 24th jumping ahead 1980, uh, Jimmy Carter ordered a disastrous rescue mission in which eight U.S. military personnel were killed uh, and no hostages were rescued. Three months later, the Shah that was allowed to enter the United States for medical treatment died of cancer. November 1981, Jimmy Carter, the president at the time, ran for re-election, yet he lost to Ronald Reagan. 
after Reagan won the presidency, successful negotiations began soon after. And on January 20th, 1981, when Ronald Reagan took office, you know, January 20th, when the presidents become the incumbent, they move into the White House, they become the actual president of the United States, uh, the U.S. freed almost $3 billion in frozen Iranian assets and promised five promised five more five billion dollars more in financial aid wow i cannot speak today but all of this was about 444 days the ayatollah took the hostages because he could simple as that he they they, they pretty much showed that the power that they had at the time. I also believe that the movie, what was it? Was it Fargo? I believe it was Fargo. No, yeah. I think the movie Fargo was based off of this movie. But I, I'm not sure exactly. So, moving on to 2008, we're still on Monday the 4th, 2008, Barack Obama is elected as America's first black president. Guys, this is huge. Up until then, up until 2008, we have had 43 wasps. Well, except for John F. Kennedy. But we, we've we had white old men. Yeah, white old men. They've, they've been our presidents, essentially. Um, Barack Obama is elected as the first African-American president. He is young, too, relatively. He is 47 years old. Not the youngest. But he is the one of the younger presidents of our generation, of, of the presidency. He defeated Arizona Senator John McCain and, to become the 44th president. He won 365 of the electoral college votes, and you, you need 500, out of 538, you only need... 270, I believe. He won 53% of the popular vote. He was born in 1961 in Hawaii, which that has gained a lot of controversy over the years. We all know about the birth certificate scandal. And a lot of people believe that he wasn't born in Hawaii. But even then, we the law says... Let's say he was born in Africa. By chance, let's just say he was. Uh, U.S. law dictates that if he was born to a to an American mother or an American father, he is by law still a U.S. citizen because he was born to a naturalized citizen of the United States. 
His mom was Caucasian, and I believe his father was African American. I could get I I could have that backwards. Uh, let me know if I do. Please sound off. Uh, he graduated from Harvard Law School. He was a law professor at the University of Chicago. He started his political career in 1996. He ran for Illinois State Senate, and obviously he won. He was reelected in 1998 and 2000, uh, and then he ran for U.S. Senate in 2004, won, and in 2008 became President of the United States. He was the first U.S. Uh, first sitting U.S. Senator to win the House, the White House, since JFK in 1960. Moving on to Tuesday the 5th. 1994, George Foreman becomes the oldest heavyweight champion. He won when he was 45 years old. Think about that for a second. 45 years old. I, I, guys, I can barely fight right now, let alone box. So just the fact that he wins at 45 years old. He defeated the boxer Michael Moore, who was 26. 45 to 26. Imagine that. Like, he won in the 10th round, let alone went nine other rounds, 10 rounds with this guy, this 26-year-old, who was at the time, at that point, 35-0. and zero. He defeated a 35-0 and 0 opponent. George Foreman was born in 1949, dropped out of high school, and joined the Job Corps. He was, he won the gold medal in the 1968 Olympics. He won the championship, the boxing championship, in 1973 against Joe Frazier, smoking Joe Frazier, Frazier, one of the greatest boxers ever. He lost in 1970, he lost it later in 1974 to Muhammad Ali, in which if you listened to last week's uh, Behind the Mic, I go into a whole whole debate or a whole I, I go into that topic in depth that was one of the dates last week he retired from boxing uh, George Horman he retired from boxing and became a preacher or ordained minister but he returned to boxing when he was 38 and then he won the championship at 45 like I have said moving on to 1605 King James the first learns of the gunpowder plot so we've all heard the well maybe we haven't there's a there's a poem out there it's called the gunpowder gunpowder plot that says remember remember the 5th of November uh, I don't know if we have all seen the movie V for Vendetta. That is a loose interpretation of the gunpowder plot. It, it's kind of based on that. 
uh, or around that. So the story is Sir Thomas Nevet, who was the Justice of the Peace, found Guy Fawkes lurking in the cellar under the Parliament building. He also found some 20 barrels of gunpowder. Guy Fawkes was tortured, and he revealed that he was a participant in an English Catholic conspiracy to annihilate England's Protestant government and replace it with Catholic leadership. Uh, Another another participant... uh, who actually uh, kind of set this all up was Robert Catsby, who was an English Catholic. His father had been persecuted by Queen Elizabeth I for refusing to conform to the Church of England. He recruited Francis Trissom, along with Guy Fox, of course. He recruited Fran- Francis Trissom, Uh, to help out. He alerted his Catholic brother-in-law, Lord Monteagle, not to attend Parliament that day. Which, in turn, Lord Monteagle alerted the government. Think about this for a second. So, this guy doesn't want his brother-in-law to die that day. That was nice enough. But... This guy turns around and tells the government that about this whole conspiracy or about this whole plot to take down the English government, English parliament. Would you do it if you had a chance to start anew? This guy was a Catholic. This guy was a Catholic, more or less. This whole thing was geared towards him getting another job in the new Catholic government. But he ended up telling the government, his government. He was basically, he basically was a traitor to what was going on. Uh, Guy Fawkes, along with the other chief conspirators, was to be hanged, drawn, and quartered. But before the execution, Guy Fawkes jumped from the ladder while climbing to the hanging platform, which broke his neck instantly, dying instantly. And the ironic twist, though, Guy Fawkes Day is now officially celebrated. Isn't that an ironic turn of events? Moving on to 1556... The Mughal, uh, a Mughal victory assures Akbar's ascension. So the Mughals, not the Mongols, Mughals were a the ruling class in India, and pretty much they ruled India for a long time. And but so. A little, probably before 1550, before 1556 at least, they ruled. I don't remember what year they started, but they ruled for a while. Um, Akbar died in 1605. So that's, give or take, the same time. It is the same time as what we just talked about 
the gunpowder plot. So this what this is what fascinates me about history. So you have the gunpowder plot in England, and then you have Akbar, who is the ruler of the Mughal Empire in India, dying. So it's like at the same time this is happening miles and miles apart it's I, I don't I cannot explain to you guys how awesome that is to me at least um, also the theme of today moving on is election or the winning of an election uh, November is obviously voting month. It's when we all go to vote for the president. That's not till 2020. But today, in, or this week, is a lot of elections. So as I say that, 1940, FDR is re-elected for a third term. And in 1912, Woodrow Wilson wins, uh, wins the election by a landslide. And in 1968, Richard Nixon is elected president. Um, going back to 1912, when Woodrow Wilson wins by a landslide, he ran, he ran against the Republican incumbent William Howard Taft and the progressive Bull Moose Party, um, yeah, the I believe it was progressive, pro, uh, progressive Bull Moose Party, Theodore well, uh, Theodore Roosevelt. You have these two major hard-hitting presidents. You have William Howard Taft, who is the only president in history to also be the chief justice chief court chief supreme court justice wow words and then you have Theodore Roosevelt who was one of the better presidents in history Woodrow Wilson was the democratic was the democratic vote he ran against these two guys big hitters big leaguers and this is the only election in American history in which two former presidents were defeated by another candidate, Woodrow Wilson. Uh, yeah. So moving on to Wednesday the 6th, 1962, the UN, the United Nations, condemns apartheid in South Africa. Apartheid went into effect from 1948 to 1993. It comes from the African word for apartness. It is government-sanctioned racial segregation and political and economic discrimination against South Africa's non-white majority. 1960, there was a massacre of unarmed demonstrators near uh, Johannesburg. 69 blacks were killed and over 180 people were injured. Fast forwarding to 1973, 
Apartheid was made a crime against humanity by the United Nations. And one year later, 1974, uh, South Africa, under apartheid, was suspended from the General Assembly of the United Nations. Fast forward, Nelson Mandela spent uh, spent many years in prison. And he was released to become the president of South Africa. So, yeah. I don't, uh, I'm checking this, but I don't know if it was seven years or 27 years. I'm going to check that for you in due time. But moving on, in 1861, Jefferson Davis is elected Confederate president. And in 1917, uh, 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution happens in Russia. So you have Vladimir Lenin, who was the party leader of the Bolsheviks. There's another group, I can't remember what the other group was called, but you had the Bolsheviks and you had the other group. I, I cannot remember who they were. They led a coup d'etat against Russia's ineffectual provisional uh, government and within two days formed a new government. Lenin was its head and he renamed Russia the Union of Soviet Socialist Republic, which was the world's first Marxist state. And in 1860, Abraham Lincoln is elected president. Like I said, you guys, uh, a lot of elections, a lot of elections uh, happened this week. And just to update you, it was 27 years. Nelson Mandela was in prison for 27 years before being released and becoming president of South Africa. Moving on to Thursday the 7th. 1944, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, wins an unprecedented fourth term. That's, that's a lot of years as president. No other president in our nation's history has had four terms as president. 1991 Magic Johnson one of the better one of the best basketball players has uh, or announces he is HIV positive and there's a lot of controversy behind this one because he is not HIV positive anymore or at least that's so that's what he says a lot of people believe the government has the cure for AIDS and HIV. We do not know. But there is ways of dealing with that issue. HIV and AIDS is not a death sentence anymore. 
there are ways to reduce that. There is ways to reduce uh, the HIV AIDS disease. So in 1916, Jeanette Rankin becomes the first woman who is elected to U.S. Congress. And then we have two things in 2000. Uh, the presidential election results between Al Gore and George Bush are too close to call, and Hillary Clinton is elected to U.S. Congress. There's a whole, there's a whole U.S. Supreme Court case um, surrounding this, which George Bush wins. And then 1972. President Richard Nixon is reelected as president. Uh, everybody calls him pretty much Tricky Dick. Friday the 8th, and then we all know about Watergate, which is pretty much his downfall. I will go into Watergate at another episode, probably. 19, uh, Friday the 8th, 1895, German scientists discover the X-ray. 1994, Salvatore, Salvatore, or Salvatore, Sonny Bono, Sonny and Cher, Sonny Bono is elected to U.S. Congress. 1864, Abraham Lincoln is re-elected president. 1960, JFK, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, is elected president. And in 1923, uh, pretty much later to be elected the Chancellor of Germany, 19, so 1923, the Beer Hall push begins which is Hitler's way of saying he wants to rule the government. He wants to rule... He wants to start his world domination, more or less, on this day. Friday the 8th, 1923, is when Hitler pretty much becomes Hitler. Later on, to become the German uh, Chancellor, uh, 1932, pretty much the same year as FDR becomes president the first time Saturday the 9th 1938 Nazis launch Kristallnacht I am not in my Holocaust class anymore that has ended but we did go over this it was pretty much the night of broken glass and it's when the Nazis started to pretty much start their reign of terror the Nazis, not Hitler, the Nazis, start the reign of terror and start taking over, start, start taking over uh, Czechoslovakia, start taking over Austria. They, it's pretty much the reign of terror after the reign of terror. And lastly, not le lastly, but not least, Sunday the 10th, 1969, <laughs> Sesame Street debuts. <laughs> I have been 
just yelling this date for the past week since I wrote it down because, as you all know, I work in the library at Mount St. Joe, and my co-worker, Kyrie, who you have heard on this podcast before, he needs random dates for his blog uh, sometimes, or he, he needed one. And I look through my notebook that I write down these notes in, and I just yell, 1969 Sesame Street debuts! Because why not? It's Sesame Street. And now they're on HBO, because HBO has bought Sesame Street. It's kind of, they needed money, so HBO was like, you know what? Yeah, we're just going to buy you now. 1775, the birth of the U.S. Marine Corps, and in 2001, George W. Bush addresses the United Nations regarding terrorism. That's all I have for you today. Um, Please uh, subscribe. Please listen to our uh, other podcasts. My coat, my what would you call them? My, not brethren, but my sisters. Who knows what you would call it, really? I can't think, cannot think of what to call it. But under the Mountcast title, please listen to Nameless uh, Podcast. And yeah, you can listen to the other one. So, thanks everybody for listening. I greatly appreciate it. We are, this is the sixth episode. We are six episodes in. Um, I plan on doing another, probably five, so I might have 11 at the very end, maybe 10. I might wrap up my senior year in college with 10 podcasts under my moniker thank you everybody for listening again please hit subscribe this has been a a great time talking with you guys Uh, please come back next week please come back this week most likely for nameless but we don't know thank you everybody and have a great rest of your day this is jonathan beard signing out signing off